The following podcast is a Bostic Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! Oh, hey, guys. It's Tuesday, and we are podcasting straight from New York City. I'm Lauren Everett Bostic behind The Skinny Confidential. The Skinny Confidential, for those of you who don't know, is a blog, podcast, and YouTube channel that encourages women to be the best version of themselves. And I am Michael Bostic, entrepreneur, marketer, over the last 10 years, specializing in product development and marketing. I'm really, really behind The Skinny Confidential. What literally does what does that mean just been like i've been behind you literally oh, behind i don't know you. that's creepy um, <laughs> and yes now podcaster so today we're going to have someone on that's going to discuss the music industry the makeup industry her career journey child acting transitioning from child actor to adult actor auditioning having thick skin and patience and a little thing called High School Musical. Yeah, but sh- we can't tell them yet. Um, so we are in New York right now. We just finished up a speech at Brunchworks, which was really fun. And it was really fun to meet some of you guys there. And we are off to dinner. Where are we going? You said it was some great place. Pasquale Jones. Is that what it's called? Oh, God. You got to look it up I on your look phone. It up. Tell them the app you use so they can go download this app that you're obsessed with. I've said this before, but if you're ever in New York City, actually now they have in multiple cities. They have in L.A., San Francisco, Texas, maybe in Austin, London, a lot of places. Um, but anyways, it's called The Infatuation, and I've used it for years. Uh, it's honestly like the best food app, especially in the city. Not an ad. It's not an ad. No, it's not an ad. It should be. Um, <laughs> but they basically rank restaurants and you can look in, in terms of like, do you want to go for a date night? Do you want to take your parents out? Do you want to go for a chill evening? Do you want to go for a drink, brunch, whatever? And it ranks them and then it also gives reviews. And I have the app now on my phone because I just pulled it off the charger. It's in Austin, Chicago, Denver, London. It's always the best food and drinks. You guys, these guys know what they're talking about. Definitely download it if you're in New York City. And then you LA, also use that other weird app. New York, Interrupty, San Francisco. <laughs> Seattle, Washington, D.C. What's that other app that you use? That's the that's the only one I use. City for, Slicker? Oh, no. City Mapper. That's another one. If you're oh, running around, that's a good one, too, yeah. so to get around. That's city what Mapper. I have to deal with him and all of his apps. For those of you that are new listeners, I recently, yes, Lauren, I recently went back in and recataloged, retitled, redescribed is that cataloged? We described all of the older podcasts, you know, updated the titles, updated the numbers, updated the guests, made it easy to navigate, figure out each of the subjects. So for those of you that are new and are kind of like, okay, what should I listen to? Where should I start? What am I interested in? It's I've made it easy for everyone to kind of go back, look at the older episodes, see what they're about, see who's involved, see who the guests are, see what the subjects are, and then click play from there. I helped by sitting next to you. That's true. You sat there, rubbed my neck a little bit. But yeah, so it's just, you know, now it, for anybody that wants to go back and listen to the old episodes, it's really easy to figure out what they're all about. Happy listening. All right. Well, 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 we have got a treat for you. Let me give you guys a hint. She was on the series, The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, 
and High School Musical when she was younger. But ultimately, she's a total badass who's taken her career and turned it into an incredible empire. Not only did she launch her own makeup line called Illuminate recently, she also has a successful production company, music career, and YouTube channel. We're actually filming for her vlog during this podcast, which was so ideal because it was the best lighting team ever. Her social media is off the chains with a cool 10 million followers. She loves her fans like no other, which you know I appreciate. If you're looking for her, she's now running her business and in the studio. So you guys probably already guessed, but if you haven't, surprise, it's Ashley Tisdale. As we're welcoming her, you guys should know that she's flipping through my book and totally going to make three ingredient pancakes because she said she likes easy recipes. I feel like she gets me. Anyway, I love a girl who's building her empire while making easy, quick recipes in the kitchen. So with that... Welcome to the show, Ashley Tisdale. If you didn't already know from the show title. Michael. Lauren wanted to surprise everyone. She's like, this is going to be a big reveal, (laughs) big surprise. I'm like, well, they're going to see the title of the episode right right off the bat. Maybe it was a surprise. But if you can't read, and if somehow this just got turned on, surprise. (laughs) Surprise is Ashley Tisdale. Surprise is Ashley Tisdale. Here we go. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Okay, Ashley, introduce yourself to the audience. I'm sure they already know you, but just give us a quick Hi, intro. My name is Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> and I'm here to talk to you guys. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. Aw, thank you. Give us like a little bit of background on your journey with acting and singing and now your makeup line. Share oh, the dance. And now to the big finale of finishing here with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the finale is <laughs> yeah. the end of my life right now. <laughs> well, at least you have good light. <laughs> um, man, it's been a long, a long journey. I mean, I've been in the business since I was three years old. And I started in commercials and modeling for Ford Models because that's kind of like what you did in New York. I'm from New Jersey originally. And then from there, I just kind of evolved into musical theater. I did Les Miserables on tour when I was eight. Wow. I did a couple tours. I did Annie in Korea, which was very interesting. Um, and then I got like a the bug for TV. And so I was like 10 and I started coming out to L.A., and I started working on TV shows. And I think it just like kind of has always evolved into something else. Um, acting's always been my number one through everything. Because I think like, you know, at, at eight years old, I had to like make a decision, which was like, are you going to continue with music or are you going to continue with acting? And um, acting's always been my number one. But obviously with High School Musical, being able to join both the music and acting was so much fun. And, uh, yeah. And then I've, I have a production company, Blondie Girl Productions I've had for seven years and we've produced for E and MTV and Bravo and have the show Young and Hungry on Freeform. And I have my makeup line. So (laughs) I always like, you know, for me, I think specifically, uh, it's always about staying busy. I love to work. Um, I've had a very normal life because my parents were like, you're going to go to regular school you're going to work in clothing stores up until you have a series. So I did. Um, but you know, I just think that I, I love to work and when I'm not busy on the acting side, I have to be doing something. Otherwise I just feel like my day is not fulfilled. Like I'm like, Oh gosh, I feel like I'm wasting what like God gave me, which is like to be creative, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that's like a little I want to story. go back <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you started so young. Were your parents actors or? No, they weren't. My dad is actually a contractor and my mom was in fashion. She went to fashion school and had a clothing store when we were younger. Um, I was found in a mall <laughs> by my manager. Uh, Same manager this whole time? 
Well, I actually, we just parted, but, um, but yeah, we were still obviously like, he's like a second dad to me. Um, so yeah, he found me in New Jersey at the shopping mall and thought it was just really cute and thought, I mean, my mom was like not into it at all. She was like, no, thanks. Like, I know what that business is like, and I don't want to do that. And he was just like, please, here's my card. And it was really because my grandma had just suffered a loss in the family. So my mom was trying to get my grandma out of the house. And she was just like, well, you know, this guy gave me this card. Maybe we should just, like, call him and see what it is. And he had an audition for me, and it was a J.C. Penny commercial. And so um, she got my grandma to go with her. And I went out for it, and I booked the first commercial, and I booked seven commercials after that in a row. So I think for my parents, they're just like, um, this is weird. Like it happened just so naturally that they're like, maybe this is what she's like meant to do. Uh, but yeah, so it was very important for them to like, you know, for me to have a a normal childhood. And that's why I was always in school. And how do you go from that to the Disney channel? Like where, what happened in between? I was a really serious actress before Disney. (laughs) No, but for real, it was funny because Obviously, as an actress, you have to audition for everything. And so I always auditioned for Disney stuff. And I was always up for, like, Disney Channel movies. Like, I was up for Xenon. I was up for, I forget what it was called, but it was one with Shia LaBeouf. And I was, it was always me and, like, the girl who was on Disney Channel. And she would always get it. And I was just like, you know what? This is it. Like, I'm so over. Like, for me, I was, like, doing network shows. So I was just like, whatever. (laughs) You know, like, I was like, I'm just going to do my network shows. So I actually stopped auditioning for Disney based off of being like, they're always going to go with the Disney Channel actress. I'm just never going to get in. And uh, my first pilot was for Chuck Lorre pilot. um, And he's the creator of, you know, Big Bang Theory and Mom. And so that was my first pilot was for Fox. It didn't get picked up. The year after was for... um, an NBC show the year after was for a, uh, ABC show. So I kept on working in TV, but like it was these pilots that weren't getting picked up. And finally I just got to the point where I was just like, okay, this is like really rough. Cause you're like almost there. And then it doesn't go. And like my whole dream was just to be on set all the time and like be on a TV series. I mean, it's still my dream today. Like I, my goal is to win an Emmy as best actress. So, um, you know, for me, I was just like, this is so frustrating. And then this Disney show came about Sweet Life of Zach and Cody and at first I was like no I don't audition for them anymore (laughs) and then I was just like hold on one second they only do two pilots so it's a 50-50 chance of you get picked up and so I think for me at that point everybody in my team like my agent was like no don't do it and I was just at this point in my life where I was just like I just graduated from high school so used to having structure in my life like school then auditioning and now it's just like okay, like, what am I doing? Like either go to college or, you know, like nothing's happening type of thing. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go out for it. And I had auditioned for both Maddie and London and I tested for both Maddie and London. And so pretty much it was just like, I was, you know, they loved me for Maddie and, um, I got the show and I was just like, awesome. And so I felt really good knowing there was only two pilots that year, which is like for networks, there's 30 usually. So that's kind of how that came about. But it was interesting because like my whole life, my journey has never been like, she's the girl, you know, like, and like, I get it right away. Um, I fought for everything, even for high school musical. Like I was finally in a situation where I'm the Disney channel actress and I'm auditioning for high school musical. I'm like, oh, I'm getting it. And yet like, they didn't even think about me for it. I was just like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like, this is like, I'm supposed to get this easier. Right. And I was just like, they were like, no, we already have like who we want. And it was just like last minute thing where I got to meet with Kenny and, and I end up like, you know, I just 
pretty much fight for every role that I get. What's the, because you've been acting for a really long time, what is yeah. the difficulty transitioning from like a child actress to an adult? Like, because, you know, you hear a lot of horror stories of children acting and then, you know, getting typecast or not being able to get work in the future. Yeah. So have you experienced any of those hurdles? And oh my gosh, of course. Like, I feel like every stage of that is like, you know, something uh, you have to go through and it's just a process. It's like, going from like the cute little like three-year-old and five-year-old and like commercials to a teenager and stuff to then, you know, I think for me um, right now, what I've been going through over like the last five or six years is going through my transition into my adult career. You know, I look really young. So that's been a hurdle in the past couple years. It's like, I test for a lot of shows that are out there and that are like the 30 year olds and I'm 32, but I can't play 30 yet. So it's like, that's kind of been a little bit difficult. And I think for me, there's been tons of times where I've quit. Like I remember being like 18 being like, I'm done with this business. (laughs) Um, but then obviously I'm like just being dramatic because I love it. It's like my favorite thing and I know I'll always work. Um, the cool thing about having a production company is like in this moment where it's like been difficult the last couple of years because it's like I keep testing for these things that I like obviously want to do, but it's just I don't look old enough is being able to create my own thing, which is takes a little bit longer. So it's like for my fans, they're like, oh, my God, what are you doing in acting? It's like if you only knew like it takes so long to, I mean, develop a script, produce it, like get it actually like developed to a point where people want to look at it. And, uh, you know, there's like, I think, oh gosh, the night of, do you know, remember yeah. the night of took eight years. To really? Do. Yeah. Like That's a great show. So oh, great. I love that, that show. Eight years to become like something on TV. Such so it takes a moment, but, um, you know, that's what I love about having a production company is like being able to be like, okay, what's a character that no one is going to give me because they don't think of me as that person or that character. I'm going to create it for myself. And that's what's cool. I like that. What's the process of auditioning? Like walk us through that. I know that you probably think it's not a big deal, but to someone that's never auditioned, what's it like? Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. What do you do? Um, I think the more that you do it, the better you get at it. I think in anything in life, the more you practice something, you're obviously going to get better. Sure. Um, I still get nervous, you know, not the initial audition because it's like the initial audition is with like producers and you're in the room and you just do the scene. I think what puts a lot of pressure and like the scary part is screen testing because you're like in front of the whole network and you sign a contract being like, you know, your whole contract is already like done. If you book that job, you're good. So you sign that before you actually screen test, which is like almost this like you almost have it. And so you're that close. So what happens if they don't like you? You don't get that job. So you screen test a bunch. So what's the contract for? The contract is for, you know, when you have gone through like pretty much like a producer session and then another session and say like it's a pilot, you know, for Fox or something or NBC. They like when they want to screen test you, there's you're screen testing like with other people. So instead of like, you having the upper hand. So say you get the job, then you would have the upper hand if you don't sign a contract first because you're like, oh, well, then I want this much and all this stuff. And like, oh, they don't, like they're yeah, investing in you so they then. like pretty much work all that stuff with it, within all of the actresses that are testing and then they have you test and whoever gets it, like they've already signed. They already got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> what are the dark sides of Hollywood? Like give us a peek behind the curtain. The oh, sides. the dark side. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like uh, 80% rejection. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's, you, know? you gotta have, you gotta have thick skin you literally have to have thick skin um I auditioned for so much stuff and you know I've been so lucky because the stuff that I have gotten like has been amazing like the fact that like I auditioned for multiple Disney Channel movies and ended up getting the high school musical movie which became this bigger than life thing like oh my gosh like it's just patience like you have to have patience in this business because it's just like you never know what's going to be amazing and what's not going to hit and like just getting the you know opportunity pretty much and uh I think it's just like that's probably like really hard and I would assume competition there's so much competition it's funny I think there is and that's what's difficult with um I feel like that's in anything that's good in any business blogging too yeah, I, it's hard because I've been raised differently. Like I was raised since I was in the business since I was young. I don't look at it differently. And my mom, when I was younger, she used to tell me she never wanted me to feel rejection, especially being so young and doing commercials. So she told me every commercial I auditioned for was the job. So I actually thought I already was doing the job. And it wasn't until I started watching TV and I was like, I thought I did that commercial. And she's like, oh, they went with the redhead. Like she's just like made it very like non-competitive. Also, my sister was in the business. So for me, how I compete, like in anything, like I I even like do this with my hiking, I just feel like I just compete with myself. Like, I feel like if women specifically were to know, like no one is taking anything away from you, no one can take anything away from you. Like you're either meant to get that job or you're not meant to get it. And I feel like it would be just so much easier. And it's hard because I'm a very supportive person over all of my actor friends and any friends that do well but then it's just hard sometimes to like receive that back because it's just like I think some people are just like in that kind of zone um so that's difficult but I you know I love that I know for me it's like no one's going to take something away from you I love that yeah what's a day in the life like walk us I know it's different probably all the time it is um a day in the life I feel like I'm on the phone like so many times (laughs) I am like I've become a real like business person um you know, I like wake up, I make coffee. <laughs> Are you started. early riser or do you rise later? I do. I mean, I wake up around 8 a.m. Okay. Um, I am a morning person. I think people would say like cast members would be like, you're a morning person. Because even like when I'm doing a show and I'm like have to be wake up at 5 a.m., I'm like singing in the trailer, like makeup trailer. I'm like, ah. I'm, We're like, opposite singing. on that. <laughs> yeah. Very big morning person. It's the coffee that gets me started. Oh my like god! I told him go. to wake me up like a cat. I've been oh still. I've been gosh. trying to figure out what that means. Like one of our wedding vows, I said, "I'll promise to wake you up like a cat." But I kind of like <laughs> ad libbed it because I still haven't figured out what that means. Like you got to figure like, it out because I don't. It's I, like I think it means like a pet. It like just means like you can't. Like you know, like that's when you scare hilarious. a cat and it jumps up. Yeah. that's the wrong way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So you got to do the other way. Yeah, I'm figuring that's it out. So you still need to work on that. Okay, so you wake up, you make coffee. Wake up, make coffee. I look through my emails. Um, you know, I check in with like what's going on with Illuminate. I check in with my production company. I check in with like my agents and just see like what I have that day. Um, pretty much like my schedule. I have like a crazy schedule. So I just try to like look at it the night before just to not get overwhelmed by it. Um, but that's pretty much like how I do it. I have a lot of people that obviously like teams of people that help. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much me. I want to know more about your makeup line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk to us about how that. Do you, how do you go from acting to makeup line? Well, um, I don't know. How do you do come from that? Um, for me, my dream has always been to own a company. Like I just, 
it's ingrained in me, my, like my family on my mom's side. Um, people don't really, I think some people do, but Ron Popeil, who's like the set it and forget it guy is like my cousin, my grandpa's cousin. My grandfather was in infomercials and, um, he was the guy who, if you stay up late and see infomercials, like he promotes like the Ginsu knives and was the known for that. Guy. Yeah. He's just like a huge, like the whole family on my mom's side of the business does that stuff. So they're very business savvy. And I think that that's just something I have in me. Um, with Illuminate, I obviously have been a huge fan of makeup. I've worn makeup my almost my entire life. <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of it had to do with that whenever I'd go to events, like years before, I mean, and it's like even before Instagram was born, I always did my own makeup. Like I had obviously hair and makeup people for certain events, but then who wants to have that? Like, you know, people with, I mean, that would be nice. But for me, it's like, I actually have a little, like I do have anxiety. And a lot of the time I would just like not go to something because of the pressure of like having a hair and makeup people come and do your hair and makeup. It's actually easier for me to just do it myself and feel like it's like a cool night just to like be chill and hang out. So, um, I've always been a big fan of doing my own makeup and, uh, you know, with BH cosmetics who I partnered up with, there was just an opportunity there. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I would love to, um, we're actually in the middle of doing something that, uh, is an even bigger situation. I can't really talk about it yet, but pretty much there's a lot of new ideas for illuminate. And for me, I just feel like what I love about my company and what I love about illuminate is that there's obviously makeup is so huge right now, but my price point is, you know, really affordable and, whenever I go out to do something specific, like I always think of the fans. I'm always thinking about like, okay, like, you know, a lot of people always ask like what I was using and stuff. And I was just like, okay, well, how can I like create something like this, but make it affordable? Because I just feel like I know who my fans are. I like interact with them daily. I know they're on a budget. I know they're just like in college and stuff. And it's just like, okay, well, what did I used to do? And like, what do I still do? And you know, like I'm the type of person that, you know, yes, you can buy like for skincare, I spend more money on that. But then for eyeshadows and stuff, like you're constantly like using that stuff and then you have to buy a new palette and like get new stuff or you're super excited about this one. So it's just like the fact that I'm able to make it affordable for my fans is just something I'm really proud of. What's your favorite in the line? If some, if someone's listening, what do they need? Oh, there's so many favorite things. (laughs) Well, I'm a huge fan of lashes. Uh, so I mean, and a lot of my friends who have my line, they're just like, they love my individual lashes. Are you wearing them right now? now. Okay. I was looking at your lashes when I walked in. They're cluster lashes and they're my favorite. They're like so good. $6. And I mean, even like my girlfriend, Leah Michelle was just like, I love your lashes. And it's just, I, they're my favorite, but I also love the beach goddess palette. I'm like a bronze goddessy person. So, um, that palette's just perfect. It has like it has everything from contour to highlighter to the eyeshadows to blush. So it's just like what we were talking about being the girl on the go. It's just like I take that with me and I'm able to do touch-ups during the day. But it's very like warm tone compared to like the Night Goddess, which is more cooler tones. And what was the process of, of building this? Do you actually get in there and pick the colors and, and try it and everything? Like, wh- Yeah. What's that it process like? It takes so long. <laughs> it takes forever. A lot of back um, and forth. Before it even launched, I was like two years had been developing it. So... From the palette, I mean, from the packaging itself, um, the packaging, you know, which we actually are revamping because what I, you know, it's like kind of a trial, you know, like you're learning while you're doing it. Um, I'm so proud of the packaging, but at the same time, it's not like 
you know, friendly for someone to walk into a store because you can't tell the difference between night goddess and beach goddess and like the cream cheek and lip tint. So we're trying to figure out a new way of doing that. Um, but the packaging itself was like built off of this L beach cover that I had that I just always loved the colors on it. The girl was wearing a black and white striped shirt and I'm huge into stripes. Um, however, black and white reminded me of Sephora. So I was just like, what's my next favorite color? And I was like, oh, rose gold. So that's how that was made. And then, yeah, from the start, I was just like, okay, what are my go-to like colors? And that's how the beach goddess was formed. And then the night goddess. And I just get, obviously I'm always buying makeup and getting inspired by certain things. And that's pretty much just how it happens. And like, I just had the matte liquid lipsticks come out. That took about a year and a half. Wow. Um, long time. It, it takes really a takes long a long time. Um, which is hard because the fans get a glimpse of it and then they just want it constantly. And I'm just like, yeah, they're not, you know, like, and I'm someone who also prides myself on quality. So I'm not going to come out with something and like, I would hate for it to be like, you know, the trust with my customer and knowing that they're going to get like amazing quality for affordable pricing is like so key. So it's just like, if something is off just about the formula, I will stop production to like redo it. And so that's kind of what happened with the matte liquid lipsticks. Like I was testing out my liquid lipsticks and fans would see it on like my pictures and they wanted it. And then I was just like the formula I just didn't love. So I had to like redo that formula. So it takes, it's a, it's a process. It's definitely a process. How important is social media to this process? Um, I mean, I'm like super into social media. <laughs> I just like love it. Um, you know, I think for me, it's like, you're able just to get comments right away and like hear from the fans, which is so great. So it's like, you know, what they love, seeing what they're like posting about, seeing what, you know, what they're purchasing from the line. Um, sometimes I get, uh, you know, like even for the naming, you know, like constantly coming up with names for each eyeshadow and stuff is like definitely difficult. Um, and I had themes in the beginning and then I had obviously for this, uh, one of the other pa pa uh, palettes called the goddess palette. I knew it was going to be called the goddess palette, but I didn't know like what to name it. And I just asked the fans and the fans were like, why don't you name it after your friends? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a really good idea. So then I just like took their ideas. It's pretty cool. That is cool. It's How the best when you're like building a company from scratch and you can basically like communicate with your customer base before you have to make any decisions. They can yeah. kind of make the decisions for you and then, or help you make the decisions. And then like when you start actually selling and branding, you already have a built-in audience that feels vested, right? Like, cause they feel like they've helped you create something. Yeah, exactly. How do you think social media has changed the industry you're in? Cause it's, cause here we are vlogging. I know. Can you talk? on that so crazy I know um you know I feel like it's yeah it's like definitely it's so different it's really funny because I had started on YouTube when YouTube first started I was like another number six subscribe person at that time because I just like wow YouTube just became a thing and I was doing my I believe my second album um guilty pleasure and so it's just like I was doing a lot of vlogging like on tour with high school musical and if you look back at my videos, they're like so funny because I was just like, what do I do with this? And I was just like, I guess I'll just play video games and like film myself. <laughs> and I was like, there's one where I'm just like playing video games. And I remember being like, what is this? Like someone had told me what YouTube was and I was like, I don't know. Like this is so weird. And then like it blew up and it's just so crazy, but it's awesome. Um, and for me specifically, it was interesting because I really neglected it for a while I was just so busy on like Twitter and Instagram and um, yeah, I just kind of like didn't really put a lot of time into it like I was doing. 
And it was so weird because even though I was on different social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, I felt like a loss of a connection with the fans. And so that's really what made me want to like go back and relaunch my YouTube channel because it's funny too. Cause fans are like, Oh my gosh, like, what are you, are you just doing YouTube? And I'm like, no, like this is just something it's an outlet for me. You know, everything that I do, like from producing to, you know, acting, it's like, you're pretty much like being a part of something that's being created with other people. And also with acting, you're jumping into something that's already created. So it's like cool because I feel like YouTube for me is just really a place for me to just be myself and just be who I am versus like, you know, an, a character or, you know, doing all my business side of stuff. So it's, it's interesting just really because fun. it's like another distribution channel and it's, and it's interesting that you've embraced it because, you know, there's a lot of actors, actresses, celebrities that have been resistant to social media channels like YouTube, Instagram. And I think it's a mistake because it's almost like, it, it, I know it's a fine line where you don't want to put everything out there because you have the other side of your career, which is like you need to you know, get work and you need to kind of like have that air of mystery maybe. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. But there's a lot of people that are like very resistant to it or don't take it seriously and kind of like disrespect the, the, the channels themselves. Mm -hmm. Where like I'm not going to go on social or I'm, like it's like beneath them. But I think it's a mistake because they're not understanding that at least in 2017, these are huge platforms where you can get any message you want out there. Well, I know on the production side, just being a producer, I'm producing a, a movie right now and it's about how many Instagram followers they have. So I think it is, it's changed. What do you mean? You like, know, meaning that they want someone with a lot of following. Because they so want people So now people to... are getting projects based off of how much of a following they have. Wow. Um, I think it's different for everybody. Like, obviously we're not going to have Angelina Jolie Instagram. <laughs> you know, like we're not going to have Jen Aniston. It's like a different... It was, it's different. And so I could understand why they probably wouldn't. But then you have Reese Witherspoon, who's like killing it in the Instagram game. And you The know? Rock. Well, I the think rock. There's like, yeah, so the rock there's like certain so people that have like, that are so big, right? Like the people you yeah. mentioned. That's like, like a you, superstar. You know, they're, they're already made it, but there's a lot of people that are starting out, right? And I think for them, it, this is a, a necessary tool. Like you need to use this. You need to be relevant. This is where people's attention is. It's not so much on the, you know, the TV anymore. Like people are consuming their content from their phone. Yeah. You know? And even for Twitter, like I started on Twitter, like when Twitter started too. And I remember like some of my cast members were like, what is that? Oh no, I would never do that. And now like they're doing it and stuff. And it's just like, for me, I've always just been a big fan of being able to be in contact with your fans, like just being connected. Um, you know, obviously like I do take in, you know, okay, like, is this going to hurt? Like, I definitely think about stuff because obviously, like I said, acting is my number one, but I just feel like it doesn't at this point. It really doesn't. Like when you have people seeing, you know, how much of a following does she have? Like, you know, like that's the conversations being done. And it's also, it's kind of like, it's hard too, because it's unfair for like the people who are just starting, who don't have followings, like the people who I've have made it. And you know, it's like, it's a little bit of a struggle. I mean, I think we have to find that balance because I think that, you know, that is something that is, I'm aware of, but, um, and there's some people that are booking over other people because of their following. So it's like, it's an interesting time in the business. I think the business is still like trying to figure out this whole social media game to it. But I just, some, like I said, I've just always been into like connecting with my fans and I've from day one, High School Musical would not have been anything without them because it wasn't something like a Twilight book series where the book was huge or a Fifty Shades of Grey book, which it was like, whoever's going to do the movie, it's going to be huge. High School Musical was not that. And it was because of the fans that 
it became what it was. And so for me, I'm just like forever grateful for it that. It gives you leverage in a certain way, right? Like if you're, I don't know if you're t- talking to a studio or something, you're like, listen, I already have this fan base that's right here. That's going to support me in anything I do. It's like, if you didn't have that, you're almost at risk to somebody who does. Like you said, like if, if another, let's say you had nothing and another woman came on and she said, I have this many million people following me. It's like the studio is going to say, Hey, well, she's bringing an audience already. So anything she does is probably going to be successful. Exactly. I think it's just like, I think it's just interesting on, you know, it's just like more about like what you're known for, you know, like I think for as an actress, obviously I'm known for acting. So like everybody will always like think about me as acting and music. And so for my YouTube channel, they still think that way. Um, so it's like, I don't think it's something that hurts it because it's just like, I'll always be known for that and I'll be continuing to do that stuff. I think it's just interesting. Like, you know, when people think it's going to hurt them in some way. Cause I'm just like, no, like, you know, if you're on Instagram already, or if you're on like, you know, like you can do any of that stuff. What is your vlog about? If you, if you were to sum up your channel, sum up my channel. I mean, I think it's just like everything I'm into, you know, for me, I just like, I'm not a good cook. <laughs> you have a cookbook now that's for the, the girl so that's excited. always late. I know. I'm so excited. But I do have some good recipes that I do. So I, you know, shared that on my YouTube channel. Um, there's like this one called Slam and Salmon. Everybody loves it. It's like what I'm known for. Um, and then there's like obviously the makeup stuff, like how I do my makeup. I'm not a makeup professional. I'm not trying to be a makeup professional because there are like some YouTubers that are like, I, that's where I also learned how to do makeup is like watching like Carly and like, I'm like watching them like, Oh, that's how you do it. You know, for me, I'm not a makeup professional, but I'm going to share with you how I do my makeup and like how I do my skincare and, uh, fashion is another thing. So it's just all things that I love. And where's your husband in this, in this, is he behind the scenes? Yeah. I mean, he helps me on music sessions. It's like a really big one on my channel. Um, uh, music sessions is just, it's a way for me to kind of fulfill my music fans they constantly want me to have a new album and like come out with a new album I've been in and out of the studio for a long time and I guess like for me I just like don't want to half-ass something can I say that sorry yeah Yeah. oh yeah you can say whatever you (laughs) You want say whatever the fuck you want (laughs) awesome yeah I just like don't like to half-ass anything so it's like if it's not great like I'm not going to come out with it so it's like I've been trying to find my like where I want to be in music. And so for now I've just been doing cover songs and my husband does obviously like he plays guitar and he will take a song that I'm like, Oh, I love this song. And it's like really like, you know, some crazy pop song and he'll like slow it down and do a really cool version of it. Um, and then I've been having like guests on music sessions. So we've had like my girlfriend, Vanessa and Leah, and I just had Echo Smith on it recently. Um, we're going to have more people on it. So it's just like, people love it. I think it's like successful because it's just so it's taking two people you would never expect to do a song together. And like, we're doing like a cover song. So that's been really fun. Um, but other than that, he's not like super involved. I feel like in everything I've done, even in Twitter, Instagram, there's always that line where I get personal, but not too personal because I feel like it just, you know, there's like, I like to keep some stuff that's like to myself. How did you guys meet? That's something I'll keep to myself, <laughs> ah, but just through friends. Through friends. Yeah. Okay. You guys are so cute. Aww, yeah, you share you. like little snippets. Like yes. see on Instagram, it's just like a little snippet. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk to about your music career. Oh, okay, cool. So you've done two albums. Yes. Tell me about those. They were so much fun. I did album Headstrong and Guilty Pleasure. Uh, you know, 
my dream was like growing up, like obviously I loved Britney Spears and Christina TRL. And I was like so into it. And I had always dreamed about doing music. Um, and so high school musical really gave us the, you know, like the platform to do it. Um, it was such a different time than it is now. It's different, you know, like I loved, I'm a performer. So as much as I loved being in the studio is really about the performance that I love the most. So it's just like, I loved being in concert. I loved the music video aspect to it. And I'm so glad Tyrell is coming back because that is just like, is it really? Yeah. Yeah. It's coming back. I mean, for me, the music video stuff was so much fun. And then to have it kind of go away for so long, it's just like the art behind it's like gone, you know, like you're like, Oh my gosh. Like I love the people who are still doing it, you know? And I love to see what, like what they do with it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was like so much fun. Um, it's hard to kind of, for me, it's finding like a new way to do music where I just feel like I toured and like we went to, you know, South America, we performed for 80,000 people and you've like done these, like we performed at the Staples Center. So it's like, where do you go from there? <laughs> you know, like for me, it's just like trying to find, like, I know people want me to do more music, but it's just like finding that like balance of being like, okay, like how you know how it's just different like you could literally do music and just like put it out now and it's just like as a business what's better acting or music what's better or what am i more passionate about let's do better from a business standpoint and then more what you're more passionate about i mean i don't know i don't know if anything's better i think it's just more what's what you're more passionate about you know like for me like i said when i was younger and i was doing musical theater i did have to make that decision and that decision's always been my number one even like through my production company like acting is always my number maybe one. that's the wrong question let's not call it better let's say what's what's more difficult to break into oh um like where is it easier to if you were giving somebody advice and they had musical talent and acting talent which would be obviously rare but if, if you were giving somebody advice where would you tell them to start Oh, I mean, I think for me, it's just obviously like, I think acting, um, I think that it just depends on what your talent, your talents in. Like at this point, it's just about being talented in everything. Um, but I feel with, uh, I don't know, like, I think both are pretty hard, but like, then there's just like, you know, Justin Bieber who like is found on YouTube like so I mean it's just like I think if you're really talented and like you're super passionate about music then start there but I think if you're really like acting is like you know your main thing the difference is this is the difference and this is what I tell my husband all the time because he's a musician and now he's into composing I'm like as a musician you can fulfill your like just like say you're not on the road you can pick up a guitar and you can play music and be happy as an actress you can't just start acting. You can't in like your just house. like act in your in your room <laughs> yes. by yourself. Yeah. You can't. You have to have that project, you know? So yeah. it's like for me that's like difficult cuz it's like, oh, I just always want to do it, but I've been like doing these like cool acting classes that are just like about like classes on playwrights, not on movies and TV, and it's just like something that I love to do and I'm always about like learning more because I feel like no matter where you are in any stage of your life, you can always learn more. I love so that advice. We've been talking about a lot of like great things, right? Businesses and acting and singing. Can you tell us about a like a dark period in your life and what you learned from it and what you had to go through and the experience, what the experience brought you? Um, man, a dark period in my life. Like maybe a difficult time or like maybe you got you didn't get a job you really wanted or maybe Oh, I that happens all the time. <laughs> I'm like that's no big deal. Um, or I like think a for me specifically 
I guess like relationships were pretty dark. Um, I think that until I met my husband, I definitely had like some horrible relationships and not like horrible, but they were just like learning, you know, experiences. But at the time you're like, this is devastating. What are their names? (laughs) He's going to kick their ass. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's funny because like back when I think about like my relationships and it's not even just the guys, like I think I was like absolutely crazy (laughs) as a person, We all have been. you know, like you just like learn about yourself and learn like things that you shouldn't do. And like, I think that at the time I, like a one relationship specifically, I kept on trying to think that I had to make it work because I thought it was the one. And like, you realize like, cause you hear about like, Oh, relationships are hard work. But then I thought I just like maybe took it to like extreme being like, yeah, this is, this is what this is. And then you meet the person you're meant to be with. And you're like, Oh, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's like actually really natural and like really nice. And so up until that moment though, every relationship, I was like struggling and trying to make things work all the time. And I was just like, oh my gosh, if I only knew it's not supposed to be that difficult, you know? So I think just like that, I think, um, I don't know if there's been like a really, like, there's been obviously a period where I'm just like have more anxiety, um, than I usually do. And that's usually when I'm not on set and working as an actress. What do you do for anxiety? I do acupuncture and it helps so much. Oh, wow. I do meditation. Okay. I meditate like twice a day. Um, when you wake up first thing. Yeah. When I wake up first thing before I have coffee and then like towards the end of the day, that's really helped a lot. It's just like really centered me. And, um, I think for, you know, me specifically, I'm just like, just like obviously have faith that like, you know, what I'm doing right now is exactly what I'm meant to be doing. So what about a beauty tip for our audience? Ooh, a beauty tip? A good one. Oh man. There's so many beauty tips. Um, well first the lashes. That's definitely one. Cause I'm looking at them guys and they really look good. They look like um, real lashes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for me, I mean like I, I think I actually have a video teaching you how to do my illuminate lashes on my YouTube channel. I'm going to check that out. Because I think some people get scared about the individuals and they just go immediately towards the strip. I'm not a strip person because my eyes tear. So if I'm at an event and I like, like say I'm going to like some red carpet thing and I'm like, uh, make a, you know, artist puts a strip on me. I know my eyes going to start tearing. And like what happens is that it starts to come off and then you're like pretty fucked because like you have to take the whole thing off. Oh, I've had them stuck in my hair for days. I Listen, stick them on him. Yeah. Like some of the nastiest <laughs> things like get up from a late night of like hitting the town and then I look over and she's like laying there oh my God. and there's like there's eyelashes oh, hanging hilarious. out. You know how that goes. Oh, I know. So for me, like I love individuals because I'm like, if you're going to lose one, at least it's just one and not the whole thing. So I teach you how to do it, but I start with mascara. Don't curl them. I start with mascara, curl my own, um, mascara, my own lashes. Then I put my individuals on and then I curl after. So then your lashes and the lashes are curled at the same time. Great tip. Yeah. What about something that's a wellness tip? Like something you do all the time that's unique. Unique. To you. A wellness tip. Oh, I would have to say, I mean, for me, I'm very good at like washing my face at night, putting all the moisturizers on that I need to. I've been doing that since like my early 20s, even like the eye cream. I didn't need it, but like I'm always about preventative. So I do eye cream. I do moisturizer. I clean. I'm very like my sister's the type of person that she'll sleep in her makeup from something. And like even if I come home like really late at night, I'm like, nope, washing my face and stuff. Um, that, and then also I do drink two liters of water that I bring with me every day. You brought day. a bucket of water. Yes, I did. That's and I smart. bring it everywhere. 
Um, but that's like amazing for your skin as well. And just like, I, I work out a lot. So, you know, if I'm dehydrated, I can feel it. What's your routine? Working out. Mm -hmm. I work out at, um, I'm sorry. I'm so hungry. (laughs) My stomach's going. Speaking of food. I'm like, I do love to eat too. Um, I work out three times a week with weights and then, then the other three days I do hikes. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So what's next for you? What's next? Yes. Um, well, right now I am developing a project for myself within my company. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, I'm also been developing a lot of stuff that's, you know, like not for me in the company. Uh, we have, there's so many things I can't talk about. I'm like, I'm like, um, so I'm doing this. There's some exciting news on the Illuminate side, but I just can't share it yet. Um, but it's very exciting. And yeah, there's just a lot of things I can't talk about. There's like so many things that I'm doing, but I'm like not able to say anything yet. So we just have to follow you on Instagram so everyone can yes. watch. Are yes. you working on any new projects, any new movies? She is, but she can't talk about it. I can't it. talk about None it. None of them? <laughs> okay, where can everyone find you? Oh, um, on my Instagram at Ashley Tisdale and Twitter is Ashley Tisdale and YouTube's Ashley Tisdale. Everything's Ashley Tisdale. Easy. Yes. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. you. Thank you. I hope you guys loved Ashley as much as we did. Make sure you're subscribed to The Skinny Confidential, him and her show on iTunes. Please rate and review us. Tell a friend. If you do review us, we'd love to send you my top five beauty hacks straight to your inbox. All you have to do is screenshot your review and email it to asklauren, lauren with a Y, at theskinnyconfidential.com, and we will send it straight to your inbox. With that, we will see you guys next Tuesday.